God bless you. God keep you on this Wednesday night. We're grateful for another opportunity to share um, the word of God with you. Let's pray and we'll dive right into it. Father, we thank you now for this opportunity. We pray you would bless us. We pray you would keep us. We pray you just have our own way. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and we ask it all. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 15, verses 12 through 15. And said to them, you are the heads of the father's house of the Levites. Consecrate yourselves, you and your brothers, so that you may bring up the ark of the Lord, the God of Israel, to the place that I have prepared for it. Because you did not carry it the first time, the Lord our God broke out against us because we did not seek him according to the rule. So the priests and the Levites consecrated themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord, the God of Israel. And the Levites carried the ark of God on their shoulders with the poles as Moses had commanded according to the word of the Lord. And we want to talk for a few minutes from the subject, another chance. Have you ever had to admit that you were wrong? When was the last time that you sat down and that you had to evaluate and look at yourself and admit that I was wrong. We all have at some point have had to say, I was wrong. And God will always push us. And there are times that the Lord will convict us to where we have to admit that we were wrong. Don't miss your transformation by not being honest through revelation. Don't miss your transformation by not being honest through revelation. Because sometimes you just have to admit that you are wrong. Sometimes you have to admit you didn't do it right. And sometimes you have to confess that yes, I was wrong and I need to admit that there is something about me and something in me that I need to change and do differently. And this text is a great reminder to us. And this is a great this text is a great reminder of this because as we look at the text there is this revelation, right? That what we didn't do the first time, we can do it this time and correct ourselves. We might have made some mistakes. And I think all of us can admit we've made some mistakes the first go around. We've done some things wrong the first go around. We've said some things that were wrong the first go around. We went in the wrong type of directions. We have may have made, may have made some colossal mistakes the first time around. But now God is giving us an opportunity to correct that mistake and do it better this time around. And can I say, nobody is perfect. I'm reading that, reiterate that. Nobody is perfect. Nobody gets it right the first time. And even after the first time, nobody gets it right 
through this time and that time. Nobody gets it right continuously. Nobody gets it right. But that is what is good about God. And I think we ought to always thank God for this principle that even though we don't get it right, even though we mess up, even though we go straight, even though we do this, we do that. God is still so good and God is still so marvelous and God is still so magnificent that he allows us to have another chance. And aren't you glad tonight on a Wednesday night that God has given you another chance that even though you may have messed up, even though you have went the wrong direction, even though you may have said the wrong things, you may have done the wrong things, you may have thought the wrong things, God will still give you another chance. God always gives us another chance to get it right and to be better than what we were before. God gives us another chance to be better than what we were yesterday. And you have to take advantage of the chances that God gives you. But if a person is, if a person can admit that they have been wrong. Watch this. What steps are you willing to take to not make that mistake again? You have the ability to not stay down or stay that way as long as you recognize the need to change. You have to recognize the need to change and you have to be willing to change. You have to be willing to grow. You have to be willing to adjust. You have to be willing to not go down the same road and the same route again. Because watch this, you change by having the desire to not go down the road that messed you up the first time. That's how you change it. That's how you grow is do you have the desire to not go down the same road again? Do you have that desire to not Go down the same road again so that you change for the betterment of your life. And sometimes you have to look at that and you have to be able to see that the chance God gives me this time, I won't blow it because I realize and I know that what I did before was not correct. But now, because I've seen the effects, I've seen the experience, I've lived the experience, I've had the tough times, I've had the rough roads, and I've had the bad days, but now I won't turn that way again. I won't do that again. And I won't step out ahead of God. Have you ever stepped out ahead of God? Then what happened? What happens when you step out ahead of God? You realize it's not as good as it's cracked up to be. You realize it's not as great as it's cracked up to be. 
That's why you have to be in the will of God. Because there are always those times and there are always those moments that we can see and that we should be able to realize the things that hurt us the most are sometimes the things we cause because we get ahead of God. And then sometimes we get ahead of God and then we can get something and realize it wasn't fulfilling and it did not satisfy me. You ever been there? You've got some stuff, but you got ahead of God and it didn't even satisfy you. Have you ever been unsatisfied? I want that to sink in. Have you ever been unsatisfied, but yet you got your own way? And then once you got your own way, then you saw this really wasn't what I thought it would be. Have you ever dealt with that struggle? You got what you wanted. Only to realize I really didn't need it. I got what I wanted, but then I realized I really didn't need it. Have you ever had to look at that? Have you ever had to view that? That sometimes you can get what you want only to realize that's not really what you need and that's not really what God wants. And sometimes we cause ourselves some of those problems, some of those setbacks, some of those issues because we try to get ahead of God. And God is saying, I know what you need. I know what's best for you. But you got to stop trying to write your own script to your story that I already have planned. That's like that's like an actor trying to rewrite the director's story. That actor will be kicked out and get replaced by somebody else. That's why you have to make sure that you are allowing God to be God and that you are following God trusting in God and serving God and allowing the Lord to take care of you and allowing to the Lord to see you through. But we all get there and we all have been there because just because you get your way doesn't mean it is always the best Say again, just because you get your way doesn't mean it is always the best way and it doesn't always bring purpose. I can get my way. We all can get our way. But does that mean you are complete and fulfilled? And you know, don't fool yourself. Because some people will fool themselves and make it seem like I got my way. I, I'm happy. I got it going on. I got this. I got that. Sometimes people lie. 
you may get your way, but on the inside, you're still hurting. You're still crumbling. You're still upset. You're still sad. Just because I get my way does not mean I'm completely fulfilled. Am I right? Just because I get my way, I could be missing what God has that's better because I'm content with what's okay. And you got to watch it. We can get our way and have our way for a little while, but then it fails. We can have our way for a little while, then it fails. Because in verses 12 and 13, David highlights, this is what David highlights, and then and highlight it, it's when he has mentioned that they are to bring the ark of the Lord to God to the prepared place. Because watch this, they didn't do it the first time, but now here they are again to do what they didn't do the first time. Is there anybody that's watching that can say, there's some stuff I didn't do the first time. There's some stuff I didn't do what God told me to do. There's some, I didn't listen to God. I, I listened, but I still went my own way. I still went my own route. I still went my own direction. And it caused me pain. It caused me grief. It caused me some unnecessary hurt. And I, my life has been set back months and days and years because I didn't do what God said the first time. But the key is you have to prepare yourself for the ark to be brought back to the palace. And the way to be prepared for it to come back to you is that you have to be consecrated. You can't be ready for the work of God or for your life to be changed for the betterment if you have not consecrated yourself. Because this word consecrated in the Hebrew means to prepare, to be set apart, to dedicate and to be holy. That's what this word consecrated means. To prepare, to be set apart, and to be holy. Because there are times, there are times that you have to separate yourself and you have to be willing to have a rededication moment to God and desire to be different. I'm going to say it again. There are times you have to separate yourself and you have to be willing to have a rededication moment to the Lord and desire to be different. You ought to say, I want to be different. You ought to say, I want to change. You ought to say, I want to grow. I don't want to stay the same. I don't want to be the same person. I don't want to have the same thing. I've had my way. I've had my day. But it didn't work. Because the Lord has given you another moment. But now it's, but now the Lord has given you another moment. But now it's up to you 
to decide what are you going to do now? You had it your way, but then you missed what God had, but now are you willing to do it God's way? Revelation will produce consecration so that you say, stay in the same territory. Revelation will, will produce consecration so that you stay in the same territory. That is what we need to do. And that is what we need to always realize is that we need to always seek the Lord. And since you've been given another opportunity, another chance, you've been given another day, you've, the Lord has allowed you to see another moment. This time, seek the Lord. This time, really submit to God. This time, really give it all to God because now you know how it feels when you get outside of God's will. Somebody listening can say, I know now how it feels to get outside of God's will. It's not a great feeling. It's not a pleasant feeling. It's not a feeling that I enjoy. I know now how it feels to get outside of God's will. And that's why this time, I'm not going to do what I did before. This time, I'm not going to go that same route. This time, I'm not going to listen to those same people. This time, I'm not going to do that again because I already know that's not the road that I need to travel on. Don't get out of the will of God by trying to have it your way. But turn back to the Lord and get back in the word of God because you need the Lord for direction. You need the Lord for a better life. And you need the Lord for a transformed life. Because watch this. You can't be transformed if you aren't allowing the Lord to take away all of the unclean layers. We all have some layers. Sometimes the layers are the reason and the problem we are still unclean and sometimes we can feel we can't sometimes we can't feel God's presence because of layers. The layer of sin. The layer of greed. The layer of dishonesty. The layer of plotting and scheming and backbuying and lying. But when is the last time you let God strip off and cut off the layers? You know, sometimes when we have layers, we don't like to get rid of them because it gives us a reason and an excuse to be defiant, cold and not fully committed. We come with that. We come up with that excuse and that reason. God is not through with me yet. Be patient with me. God is not through with me. God is still working on me. Are you sure? Or are you just saying that and making an excuse so you can still do what you want to do? And then just attaching God to it, basically saying, God is not through with me. Are you sure? 
he's not through with you yet. But how can God be through if you won't let him even get started? Sometimes we have to let God remove all the layers. Layers hurt you. Layers hinder you. Layers stop you. Layers mess up things in the home. Layers mess up things in your personal life. Layers mess up things in marriages and relationships. Layers even mess up things in the church. We got to let God pull and strip away all the layers. Because if you're going to walk with God, you need to let the layers go. These layers need to go. The things that you are still holding on to just might be why the Lord is not completely blessing you or fully answering those prayers because there are things you still want to have your way and have in your own possession. Some stuff you got to get rid of. Some stuff you got to let go. Some stuff it's just time to walk away from. You got to get rid of some stuff. Every week in Oklahoma, we have trash day. For some, it's Tuesday. Others, it's Thursday. Some, it's Friday. But the thing is, why would you keep holding on to trash when you know it smells bad, when you know it, it gives off a horrific odor and when it can attract ants? But you, you, but you want your house to be fresh. You want your house to be clean. But your house can't be fresh and your house can't be clean if you still got trash that's in the way. And that's the thing. Every now and again, God is saying, it's time to get rid of the trash. It's time to put the trash on the curb. It's time for the trash to go to the dump and be burnt. But you got to get rid of the layers. See, when you are tired of missing out, I'm going to say this. When you're tired of missing out and when, you're, and when you are tired of going in the same cycle, that is when it's time to come back to God and allow the Lord to cut down what needs to be cut. But the question is, are you tired of the same cycle? Are you tired of the same things? Are you tired of the same layers? Or are you just satisfied and content with in a sense, having God, but still holding on to things to make you feel like you're the victim. It's going to get quiet. I know. Because a lot of people are good at playing the victim. But then they expect God to turn things around. God can't turn things around when sometimes you can't admit you're at fault. Because watch this, some things need to be cut off from our lives. And some things need to be removed from our lives. If we want to be clean, and when we want to have the presence of God to surround us, it's time to have some stuff cut off from you. That should be your prayer and your desire. Lord, remove anything from me 
that's hindering me. Lord, remove anything that's unclean. Lord, remove anything that's a hindrance. Lord, remove anything that's bothering me, that's not giving me peace, that's not giving me completeness, that's not giving me joy. And Father, please remove anything that is in the way and is separating me from you. Because this time, I want to do it better than what I did the last time. Don't let, don't let those things that you know are a handicap make you have a spiritual lip with God to where you aren't growing, you aren't changing, you aren't getting healthy, and you are still allowing some stuff to be a crutch in your life. But it comes back to being holy and consecration and allowing the Lord to remove some stuff and giving you strength to overcome and press on. You got to press on. Don't keep hanging on to some stuff, but you got to press on. You got to move on and you got to go forward and you got to let the Lord break off what has tried to break you. And in a sense, break off what has broken your relationship with God. Some stuff has broken the relationship with God, the fellowship with God, and it's time for you to get rid of it. It's not helping you. It's hurting you. Didn't you learn that the first time? But you got to get rid of it. Otherwise, the same results you had the first time, you can have again because you're not willing to break away. Here it is. Psalms 51, verse 10 through 12. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Exodus chapter 19, verse 9 through 10. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am coming to you in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you and may also believe you forever. When Moses told the words of the people to the Lord, the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their garments. Verse 14. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people and consecrated the people and they washed their garments. Leviticus chapter 8, verses 10 through 12. Then Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and all that was in it and consecrated them. And he sprinkled some of it on the altar seven times and anointed the altar and all its utensils in the basin and its stand to consecrate them. And he poured some of the oil, some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head and anointed him to consecrate him. Isaiah 55, verse 6, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Psalms 18, verse 20, the Lord dealt with me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He rewarded me. Psalms 18, verses 22 and 24, 
For all his rules were before me, his statutes I did not put away from me. So the Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. Then you see in verses 14 and 15 that the priests and the Levites consecrated themselves to bring the ark of the Lord and that the Levites carried the ark of God on their shoulders with poles as Moses commanded. See, things will get will get better when we do what God says. Things become brighter when we do what God says. And we all grow when we do what God says. The Lord is the one that is directing us. And because the Lord is the one that is doing the directing in our lives, that is when we see and understand what it means to not just be servants, but how the body of Christ is healthy. In other words, we see real growth when we allow the Lord to be at the center. We see real growth when we allow the Lord to be at the center. And that's the thing. We have to let the Lord be at the center. We got to stop getting in God's way. But if we're going to be who God wants us to be and is calling us to be, you got to consecrate. You got to break some stuff. You got to break some habits. You got to put some stuff down. You got to get rid of things that you know are not bringing you anything. But how can God bless you if you're putting more trust and other stuff than him for relief, for comfort. How can he bless you? Some stuff we got to break away from because it's not doing us any good. Because this word prepared in the Hebrew means to be firm and established. This word seek in the Hebrew means to seek, to consult, and to inquire. This word command in the Hebrew means to commission. And that's what they did. But did you notice? Everybody was focused and determined to consecrate themselves. It wasn't just one person, but it was everybody doing it together to be holy for the ark to get back. And that's something that we need to know. And that is something that we need to do as the people of God and the church. We need to consecrate ourselves to be fully equipped and prepared to do the work of God. But we need we all need to have a relationship with God first. And then in having that relationship. That is when the work of the Lord will go forward and will continue. But that, but that we will be equipped spiritually to live the way God has called us to live. Yet it takes everybody to understand and know that it is about being consecrated and being holy. It's about allowing the Lord to be our leader and our guide so that we are living the complete Christian life. Because as the people of God, 
we should always stand out. And we should stand out when we are living holy and when we are in the word of God, because when we are in the word of God, the Lord will guide and will direct us. But we, we have to always have the right stuff in us. And we have to always live the way the Lord wants because God is the leader. God is the director and God is the one that is in charge. Not us, but God. It is God and it is not us, but it's God. And because it's God, that is when we have to make sure we are serving and living the way God intends. When we consecrate, we serve the Lord, but we also make sure that everybody receives the word. And more importantly, we make sure we are all together. Because the text indicates that, and this is what it indicates. You can never lead if you don't have a right spirit. You can never lead if you don't have the right spirit. You can never do what the Lord wants if you don't have the right spirit. And if you don't have the right spirit, God won't use you. Because many times people want to lead but have a bad spirit and sometimes don't have any spirit. But how can you lead? How can you grow? How can you go? And how can you evangelize if you don't have the right spirit? You need the right spirit in order to have godly impact. You need the world, the right spirit. Because our world is not consecrated the way it should be. And that's why it's important for the church and the people of God to be consecrated. We need to follow God and not the world. I can't emphasize that enough. We need to follow God and not the world. And watch this. We should resemble God and not the world. We should resemble God and not the world. It's too, it's too much already going on that is, that is like the world. But as the body of Christ, we should look like God, not the world. The world infects, the world affects the church more than now the church affects the world. The church should be affecting the world more than the world is affecting the church. But are we consecrated? Are we following Christ? Are we serving God? And are we coming back to God? even after we blew it the first time. We all can admit that there have been times we have followed other people, we have tried to be like other people, and we have tried to do things like other people, but it didn't cause transformation, it caused more problems. You ever, done, you ever been there when you try to be like other people? You try to do things like other people. You try to follow and do this like other people. Say that like somebody else. But it caused you more problems. 
That's why you got to be careful what you follow. You got to be careful what you do. Because it can cause more problems. There have been men who have served in politics that had a pure spirit when they first got to Washington, D.C. But then they started following the wrong politicians, got corrupted, bamboozled. And not only did they get corrupted, they corrupted somebody that came after them. You got to follow the right people. I remember an episode of Fresh Prince when Will got drugs from a friend, well, not even a friend, like a teammate, amphetamines, speed. And he didn't take them. But I remember we it was their prom and Carlton took them. Because Will had been tired. And, you know, Carlton was going thinking they were vibing something to keep him up. Turned out they were amphetamines. And he took too many and he overdosed. And in him overdosing, Carlton almost died. Will had to apologize. He had to admit he was wrong. It was an episode like that where you really saw, because, you know, they would joke with each other, but it's an episode like that that you really saw. This life is, life is short. Life is quick. Life, you have to be careful what you do. You have to be careful what you engage in. That's why you cannot follow everybody. Lord have mercy. You got to follow God. Let the Lord lead you. When you follow God and do what God says, you resemble God and you have to realize you have to be your own person. I'm going to say it again. You got to be your own person. You got to be who God calls you to be, who God has made you to be. And let me put it this way. Every church won't be the same. You got to be the church that God has called you to be. Be the church God is moving you and pushing you and pushing you to be. Every relationship won't be the same. Don't try to be like this couple. Don't try to be like that couple. Be your couple. Every household won't be the same. Be who the Lord is creating that family to be. We get in trouble when we always try to mimic each other, but not God. Watch this. It is okay to get inspired by each other, but don't let that make you focus on walking in their footsteps and not God's commandments. It's okay for us to get inspired, but at the end of the day, we still got to walk in God's commandments and not other people's footsteps, especially when they don't always walk that way. We got to walk the way the Lord is calling and commissioning us. Deuteronomy chapter 6. 
Verse 1 through 7. Now this is the commandment, the statutes and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's son, by keeping all his statutes and his commandments, which I command, I command you all the days of your life and that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may go well with you, and that you may multiply greatly, as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. Deuteronomy chapter 13 verse 4. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice and you shall serve him and hold fast to him. Psalms 119 verse 1 through 2. Blessed are those whose way is blameless who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies who seek him with their whole heart. Psalms 37, verse 3 through 6. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and be friend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Proverbs 27, verse 11. Be wise, my son, and make my heart glad that I may answer him who reproaches me. That is the key, and that's what we need to always do is to keep the word of the Lord with us. And when we keep God's word, we live for God and not ourselves. Live for God and do what you do what you do for God and give everything you have for the glory of God. That is what you do. Make sure you do it for God and not yourself. Do it for God and watch what happens. That is what is good about the Lord because God will always give you a restart. I don't know about you, but I'm happy for a restart. It is that you see, if I'm going to be happy, calm, and full this time, I'm not worried about me. I'm not worried about fame. I'm not worried about popularity. But when I do what God says, that's all I need. I don't have to worry about looking at this, looking at that. I'm just going to do what God says. If it's for me, it's going to be for me. If it's not for me, it's not for me. But I'm going to do what the Lord says and let peace reign, let fulfillment reign. And I can be at ease and rest and know that I've done it God's way. Do it God's way. Not your way, but do it God's way. Because when I do what God says, <laughs> I have hope. I have this conviction that I know that the Lord always has my back. And I know that we all will be blessed because we've done what God has said. When the Lord gives you a restart, do what the Lord has said. And when you do that, there's always going to be this upstart, this confidence, and this boost that takes place because you have done what God says. Do it God's way this time. Keep your belief and faith in God strong. And always know the Lord is able to give you another chance and another start. Learn from your past. Learn from your mistakes. But this time, know that what I didn't do last time, I'm going to do this time. Because once again, I don't want to go down that road again. 
Luke 15, verse 17 through 20. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he rose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. Let the Lord guide you. Let the Lord direct you. And the Lord surely will supply, provide, and bless. But thank God for a restart. And no, God always comes through and has your back. You trust in him and watch how God will change things. Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for another chance. Father, we pray somebody who's maybe who's a lost soul, who's a lost sinner, that they come to know you. We pray that we continue to grow. We pray that we don't take advantage of this chance this time like we did last time. Father, grow us, bless us, and keep us now, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Give us your grace. Give us your mercy, Father. We just say thank you and we praise you and we honor you in the name of Jesus Christ. Just have thine own way, and we give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In the name of Jesus, do we pray and we ask it all. Amen. God bless you. We pray you continue to like, comment, and share. We pray you you can join us every Wednesday night at 6.30 for our uh, Wednesday night Bible study. We pray you've been blessed tonight and just continue to trust God, believe in God, praise God, and worship God, and thank God for another chance. God is good. God is worthy. We pray you've been blessed. Until next week, God bless you and keep you. Good evening.